Welcome to Bay Books Podcast. I'm April Berry. And I'm Daisy Ray. This is the podcast where new authors bear all for their readers. Together, we're going to be finding our next favourite author. Fantastic. In this episode of the Bear Books Podcast, we are letting the author introduce his own book. Over to you, Jerry. Welcome to Sherlock Who Detective Agency, a trilogy of short stories. Benedict O'Caffrey is no ordinary detective. He loves Doctor Who and Sherlock, and through a surprise murder case, he goes on a great and dangerous adventure through time. This troubled soul has suffered heartache and pain, but through friendship and adventure, his life is turned upside down. Enjoy a fun-filled fantasy adventure and fall in love with these great characters. I can't believe that we're actually sat here recording episode two already and we're like in it. We are podcasters and it's just so exciting and we've had a full episode and a trailer out already. And I just want to say a massive, huge thank you to everyone that is following us, supporting us, downloading the podcast. Even the trailer got a wedge of people downloading it. So we are absolutely in awe. Thank you so very much for supporting not just us, but for supporting indie authors everywhere. I don't think I've got anything to add to that. You said that so eloquently. Yes, thank you very much to everybody, to everybody that's downloaded the podcast, to everybody that's following us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm really enjoying it. This is fun. It is fun, isn't it? I want to be Benedict O'Caffrey. Why do you want to be Benedict O'Caffrey? Well, can you just imagine, it? you know, he, he owns an investigation agency and then he does all these exciting things and he gets to time travel but not quite like the doctor because he's not in as much danger. Oh, I don't know. Somebody autopsy the body. Yeah, there is that. Wandered around with a heart in the hand. I suppose it was a bit gruesome. It just sounds so exciting. One of the things that I liked about the book, but it, it, it possibly could be something that other people don't like about it, is that it was very dialogue heavy. There was lots and lots of talking between the characters, which I really liked. And it gave me the chance to picture the characters in my own imagination. I like when we have the scene set. And not just, I don't just mean what room we're in. I mean how the person is feeling. What's led up to that moment? What's their emotional state like? why they're behaving how they are because of how they're feeling, all that sort of stuff. I like yeah. to delve deep and I want to know all the nitty gritty and what's going on in somebody's head because it's very telling. Somebody's actions can be completely different in exactly the same situation just because they're feeling different on different days. So I always want that background. I like it. Yeah, that's interesting, that. I don't, I don't really know whether that kind of sort of bothers me as much. I do analyse some books and, 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 and others. I can read different types of books where there's lots and lots of description and sometimes I can think, for God's sake, just get on with the story. <laughs> yeah. You know, or there's, there's other books where there's a lot of description in it and there's an awful lot of dialogue and, and I kind of put it down halfway through and think I really can't be bothered with this because actually this is a play script. Yeah. And I think there was a balance in, in that book between that I would have liked to have had a little bit more description in it. But if you read story two, which I went on to do, you start to get that description 
in story two so story two is completely different from story three we've just got to explain this is sorry from story one just got to explain to everybody this actually is a trilogy can i just mention i really liked the detail of the wardrobe door handles i know that's a little bit random that was really quirky that yeah i wanted to have those wardrobe door handles all i won't go into detail about the actual handles you have to read the book but i would have a wardrobe with those handles on it I want a wardrobe that takes me to a different time. I'm not sure about that thing. I mean, if you're going to walk through the back of a, a wardrobe and you're going to go into another time, I'd rather not walk into one with some psychotic murderer on the other side of it. Walking into a wardrobe and not knowing what's on the other side is all part of the adventure. <laughs> if you don't smack it on the back wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> no. Exciting times with our very first interviewee on the Bear Books podcast. Absolutely. Jerry O'Keefe, who has written this week's book. What we'd like you to do, Jerry, is introduce yourself in your own words, if you would, please. Hello, I'm the Doctor. <laughs> All my other names are Benny, Terry, or as you know me, Jerry. All you really need to know about me is I'm a geek. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So what are you geeky about then, Jerry? Give us a little bit of an insight into you. Well, obviously I'm a massive Doctor Who fan and I guess a sci-fi fan too. So I've been to a number of actual uh, Comic-Cons and um, I guess that makes me extra geeky. <laughs> okay. Especially with the fact I went to the London film and Comic-Con a couple of times and um, I've met Sylvester McCoy there. Um, I met Christopher Eccleston. I actually saw Chewbacca. Oh, yep. wow. I know, yeah. As we were walking somewhere, he was walking to another part of the building and he smiled at us as he walked by. And actually, when he died, it, it brought back that memory. So, yeah, it was kind of nice. I never actually properly said hello, but, you know, he smiled at me and so that's fair enough. That's amazing. Can you tell us, Jerry, what inspired your style of writing and ultimately resulting? in this book that we're reviewing today. Okay, well, initially it's obviously um, Doctor Who is the main inspiration because on a um, Saturday evening as a kid, I would sit down and watch a Doctor Who episode. They were like, say, 23 minutes short episodes that had a cliffhanger at the end. Also, I guess you guys might remember the ABC cinemas. Did you ever remember the ABC cinemas? I remember some of the Saturday morning picture shows we used to yeah. go to at the Odeon. That's right, yeah. That's what I went to and we saw um, Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers and um, Captain Marvel and such like. They were also like small episodes and cliffhangers at the end. My style of writing kind of lends to that in the fact that when I started writing my book... Uh, I guess, Doctor Who fan fiction stories first, I would just write till I got to a natural cliffhanger point and I would stop. And then I would post that and see what people thought. People loved it and said, get back writing. I need to know and find out what happens next. And so that is one of the, I guess, the main influences. In fact, I see Sherlock Holmes, Arthur Conan Doyle, a big fan of his and he used to write in the Strand and he used to do the same thing. You know, they're the kind of inspirations that I have. But also 
because I'm a big uh, Star Wars fan as well. I like the idea of trilogies. That's kind of like how my style of writing is. I write cliffhangers throughout the story, but then I uh, made them into three different adventures. It's very nice if you want a quick read and you've got time on your hands and you really don't want to wait for the ending. I have got to say that I am not a Doctor Who fan. Not to say that I, I haven't watched a few episodes, but I'm not a diehard fan. So that kind of sort of brings me on to my next question, Jerry, for you. Would you ever consider straying from fan fiction? You said that you were a, a real fan of, of sci-fi. I'm assuming that that's what you would kind of sort of lean towards, but, but actually writing something original that's not fan fiction. Um, well, yeah, when I thought about this, would I? Wouldn't I? Because I really like writing the style and the stuff that I'm doing. But when I really thought about it, when I was in college, I had to write a story. So I wrote a murder mystery story. I thought about that and I thought, actually, yeah, if I was astray from fan fiction, I would probably write a, a murder mystery. I was working in BHS and I wrote the murder mystery about murdering my boss. We all wanted to do that, haven't we? Murder of our bosses. <laughs> I think that's quite a good choice, Jerry. Thank you. Other, other than murdering off your ex-boss, who are your favourite authors that you love to read? Agatha Christie is obviously one of them. I'm a big Charles Dickens fan as well. I'm loving the fact that my characters are actually being, you know, to put my favourite authors are being put in these stories. So, yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle is another one. But in regards to modern stuff, I'm a big fan of uh, J.K. Rowling. Or another one, Anthony Horowitz. Um, no, I don't actually know who that is. What has he written? Anthony Horowitz has written the Alex Ryder books. He has also written the Diamond Brothers. I mean, they kind of like Mickey takes a bit on famous stories. Like you've got The Blurred Man. I know what you did last Wednesday. <laughs> right, yeah. They're a good, fun escape is what they are. Anything that actually can give me the opportunity to have escapism, I love to read. As a kid which you'll probably have liked as well, possibly, is Edith Blyton, The Famous Five, Secret <gasps> Seven. Preaching to the converted there, Jerry. I grew up on The Secret Seven and The Famous Five. Oh, yes. Hours. So did I, yes. yeah. Absolutely. Also, they're the kind of things I like to read. I have just finished reading the first story that is part of the trilogy in Sherlock Who by Benedicto Caffrey. And let me just say that if you have a rainy wet afternoon ahead of you and you are looking for some quirky light entertainment with characters that you already know and love, then you could do worse than picking up the fan fiction that is Sherlock Who by Benedict O'Caffrey. O'Caffrey is the pen name of Dublin-born Jerry, a devout Whovian and Sherlock fan, hence the passion for this particular crossbreed of fan fiction. With a dollop of Charles Dickens... Well, he did feature in Doctor Who, so that's no great surprise. The enthusiasm from Jerry is huge. He really wears his heart on his sleeve, and you can so see where the passion comes from. It reads like it was written in a rush in places. Maybe the story was running through the author's head faster than he could get it written out. Or typed, we are in 2020 after all. There are one or two continuity errors, again probably down to the fact that Jerry's style of writing is to have an idea and start writing and see where that leads, which can be a very exciting way to work. Everything unravelling in real time as it races through his head. 
It may also be taking it for granted that his readers are Whovians too, assuming a certain knowledge ahead of picking up the book. But, as his target audience are fans of Doctor Who and Sherlock Holmes, that could be a correct assumption. It will be interesting to watch Jerry grow as an author, gaining confidence over time to bring his main characters to life and appeal to that wider audience. I, for one, will be keeping my eye on Jerry and his work. Well, I am a fellow Whovian. So in, in terms of your writing, uh, Jerry, what, what else have you got in the pipeline? Have you got anything else lined up now af- after this? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I'm actually writing another trilogy of um, Benny and Manny and Lucy and Rosalind, especially to come out for Halloween. Something to look forward to. Can well, you give us a little bit of a teaser, a little bit of, a, of what we might be expecting? Yeah, sure. Like I say, there's three different uh, stories again. There's one with um, Lauren Hardy. Do you remember the film Stan and Ollie? Yes. I based the first story around the film a bit. It's about the murder of Hal Roach. Okay. Uh, Okay. He's the one that, um, I guess, produced the Lauren Hardy movies. Then the second story is the Halloween story, and it's called... The King and Queen of Halloween. Nice literate um, title there. It is, isn't it? I like kind of came to me while I was writing it. It has Elvis, your Freddie, Freddie Mercury in it. Yeah. Um, third story actually is a bit of a um, really fun Doctor Who fan fiction specifically story involving Doctor Who, actual Doctor Who, uh, Who's and adventures and stuff like that. That's the three of them. Very exciting. It is, yeah. Um, I'm really excited about what's happening, especially with in my own podcast and stuff coming out as well. So, yeah, it's exciting times. Well, while you're here, Jerry, give your own podcast a little plug. Well, my podcast will be Writing Back to Happiness, Time Travel, The Journey to Recovery. And basically, it is sharing what I've done in regards my recovery from mental health issues yeah and so i'm like really grateful to be able to to do that yeah you know that's amazing jerry thank you very much for sharing that i am sure that everybody is going to want to know where can we see what jerry is doing next okay well i have a website www.sherlock-who-da.com That's perfect, Jerry. What we'll do is we will put a link to your website in the show notes for this episode so that all of your new fans that didn't know about you prior to today can pop off and find out everything there is to know about you. Thank you. Fan fiction. This was all amazingly new to me, but I suppose logical, but I'd never heard of it before. I must confess I don't have an obsession with Doctor Who. It's something I've dipped in and out of over the years. Sherlock Who makes use of all the different aspects of Doctor Who and time travel. The book is a trilogy of short stories featuring Benedict O'Caffrey and his sidekick Freeman. As the author is a fan of Doctor Who, Sherlock Holmes and Arthur Conan Doyle, then these stories in the fan fiction genre, paying homage to all these characters was inevitable. I found it strange at first to meet a time-travelling Charles Dickens, The first story in the trilogy centres around generations of a family, with the detectives time travelling between the generations via a portal, 
with the odd body thrown in for good measure, quite gruesomely as well, I might add. Once I got to grips with the style of file fiction, because I took away from it that the reader has got to have prior knowledge of the characters, how they are in their original setups, I began to get into the story. In terms of the writing for this first story, I sincerely believe that the characters could have been padded out a little bit more. At times, they appeared to be a bit linear. A little bit more description would have helped. I think that the author uh, could have been a little bit more adventurous as well. Um, I formed the opinion from the first story that the author was telling the story through the dialogue of the characters. But like I say, I think a little bit deeper description of the characters and more description surrounding the settings would have added a lot of value to the story. But actually, it doesn't take away from the fact uh, that the author packs a lot of adventure e into each story. I went on to read the second story, and there we got all the padding and the description, which enabled me to visualise the setting of the story better. I enjoyed reading them. They're quirky, a little bit familiar, but new. But I guess that this is what fan fiction is all about. So in this, this book completely hits the mark. I do understand from the author that this book has aimed at fans, visitors to Comic-Cons, Doctor Who conventions, etc. However, having said that, although I'm not a fan of Doctor Who, I was able to follow the stories. Well worth a read. I do understand that the author, Jerry, is writing a second book. So I'm looking forward to the release of this. I do like Jerry's imagination. Um, I, I think that it could lend itself to some real weird and wild and wacky stuff. And I, and I think sort of talking to him, I did, he doesn't let his imagination go enough. Maybe he will. I mean, he's not yeah. done a lot of this fan fiction at this point. He's done a few short stories that you can see on his website. But other than those short stories and like dipping his toe, if you like, he's not really stretched himself. He does have some really good reviews on his website, you know, about his, his, his work. He does. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the book. I'm I'm loving the way that that he's developing. I'm loving the way that he's growing, and I'm loving the way that he's allowing himself to let the stories take him a little bit further out of maybe, shall I use the word comfort zone? Maybe I think it is a comfort zone. If you have been watching a certain genre of TV and reading a certain genre of book for years and years and years, and then you want to write fan fiction, you are staying in your comfort zone. So I think yeah. it would be really good for Jerry and for his readers if he stretches that and pushes the boundaries and has maybe a mix of characters that we know and love already with new characters. Maybe he could bring in his own characters. I think that would be really exciting. And also, as fan fiction goes, the powers that be that potentially read this stuff, they could pick up on that. That could be really good for Jerry in the long run. But I also think that you don't need to know the characters to follow the story. Does that make sense? Subliminally, I do know who Doctor Who is. I do know who Sherlock Holmes is. I do know who Arthur Conan Doyle is. And, and that kind of thing, Charles Dickens, etc. So I suppose, yeah. Maybe you don't necessarily need to already read or watch those characters. True. I mean, I remember the first time when you were absolutely astounded that I didn't watch Doctor Who. Well, is that even human? <laughs> yeah, of course it's human. <laughs> I'm not sure it is, you know. I'm really not sure it is. But you had to watch I might what need your parents watched. To me on this podcast. That's fine. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. <laughs> Actually, David Tennant of The New Doctors was my absolute favourite. He's such a good actor. He's funny, he's quirky, 
he is, he is just a legend in his own lifetime. Did not like Matt Smith. Absolutely adored Peter Capaldi. Loving the new Doctor. I think it's amazing that we've got a female one. I could wax lyrical for hours, being a fellow Whovian myself. So apologies, I will contain myself. Good. Thanks. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next offering from Jerry. I am going to read it just to see how he's progressing and how he's, he's a new author. And kind of that's what we're all about here anyway, um, you know, reviewing new authors. My advice to Jerry would be not to limit himself just to fan fiction, but to allow his imagination to go and to allow himself to, to put down on paper what's in his, his own head and try and develop some characters of his own. That, when you mentioned fan fiction to me, remember I went, what? Yeah, yeah, I do. But kind of that's my ignorance, but you know. Yeah, but like we were saying earlier, why would you need to know? You you don't. I didn't need to know. Yeah. But yes. It's not the genre that you would read. But yes, all credit to Jerry. A good offering. Thoroughly enjoyed it. When I was a kid, you've read the book, you'll get an idea of what kind of actual childhood I had. Doctor Who and, and Sherlock Holmes and those, all those things like that have been my escape. I retreated into what I knew best. Yeah. And that was my uh, love of Doctor Who and that. And so that really helped you. Absolutely. And that's why I've called my podcast Writing Back to Happiness because it brought me so much happiness when I started to write it. I think that's brilliant, Jerry. I'm so pleased that you came on and shared with us. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate you having me. To have that platform to, you know, share about something mm -hmm. that I'm passionate about. I'm really pleased that we were able to do this. Yeah, it's been a really nice connection, Jerry. It really has. Thank you so yeah, much. That's Jerry. brilliant. Thanks ever so much, Jerry. You're very welcome. What have we got to look forward to next week? Next week, we are interviewing Sally Edwards. She is um, she's an author, actually, and a friend. So, nepotism. Oh, with nepotism's creeping in now, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it is, yes. <laughs> We've been friends for years, as it goes. Sort of online friends meet up now and again and get drunk and watch a show. <laughs> Those kinds of friends. <laughs> but she's written a couple of books already. I think this is her third novel and she's also had a children's book that covers mental health issues as well as a podcast of her own and okay. poetry so she's she's a little powerhouse is our sal okay and her new novel is called steel and um, that is the title character and it's not published yet this is a work in progress how is that for a major scoop that's brilliant that i know so one of the questions that I'm going to be asking Sally next week is when can we expect the book to be out? Absolutely. Having read what we have already. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you next week with Sally. If you want to be involved and read the books along with us, use us like a book club, share your views and opinions, send either an audio clip in an MP3 format or an email or both, because the audio clip will have to be attached to an email, to contact us at barebooks.co.uk. If, on the other hand, you happen to be an author that has just finished your latest masterpiece and want that reviewed on a future episode of Bear Books podcast, then send it to us via email at submissions at barebooks.co.uk. 
And now that you've found us, why don't you subscribe? You'll find the podcast in all the usual places where you find all your podcasts. Share, share, share. Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All this information will be in the show notes. We are April Berry and Daisy Ray from the Bear Books Podcast. Thank you for listening.